What's up, Trev? How was your weekend, man? Dude, it was awesome. I had a pretty good weekend. I started to get this terrible, terrible like cough and head cold. And yep. if I sound like during this podcast, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. But uh, other than that, it was really, really good. Um, I got to go to uh, dinner with my wife and some friends, and we went out to see Whitney Cummings nice. at the Spokane Comedy Club. Yep. I had originally bought tickets for her for Christmas, um, and then we all went out for that. And then subsequently for Christmas, she bought me Krista Leah tickets. So That's awesome. I, so it was kind of a weekend full of comedy, which is awesome. I haven't laughed that hard in a weekend in quite some time. So Those are two... Those are two stars. I know, right? They, they, yeah, I've seen Crystal Leo once. Like Whitney Cummings is obviously super successful because she gets shows and she writes yeah. them. And she's smart, man. Like I was blown away at like how, and she just does a really good job just of owning the stage and like just her mannerisms and how she leans to say certain stuff, and you kind of already know it's coming. But yeah, the yeah, emphasis. Just, yeah, the emphasis around everything. She's just pretty brilliant and so is he so yeah that's good i love what they're doing at the comedy club i think that place is amazing ladies nights on thursdays it's free for the gals oh really yes i did see i i didn't see that i did see on wednesdays they have open mic night which yes. is free and i think that starts at like 8 or 8 30 we should go down there sometime and we, check that we out we definitely should i'm not gonna that. get up on stage and try to you know i know i i'm not a funny guy so yeah <laughs> that's not true i I've like friends who are listening to the podcast are gonna call me out on this because I've said I've wanted to do that before, but I just never have. So well, then we should just go down we and go see, do it. see yeah. if we can write something. You know, yeah, just like a two minute like, hey, this crowd sucks. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see what kind of response you get. You crickets. know, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I I would love to do that. I think that'd be fun. I think it'd just be at least to like try it. Yeah. If you have totally. any inclination to do it, just do it. Totally. So What's, okay, uh, we'll how do was, that. How was how was your weekend? My weekend was, I mean, not as eventful as yours, but it was it was great. It was long. We watched Christmas. some fights on Saturday night. We watched some fights. We got settled in. It snowed a little. Got pretty cold, but then we watched some fights, and then we just. You got a long weekend. I had Monday off. So with Friday and Monday off, yeah. it was like almost a week off. Yeah. It felt amazing. Yeah. Uh, my furnace tried to die again, and it did this last year. So we, you can hear it now, but it's working now. But it, we had to, we thought we were going to have to buy a new one in the oh, middle of winter. That's always. Yeah. Fun no, stuff. No fun. But I mean, I think about it. Once you buy a furnace and a water heater, what, what are you really going to buy next? <laughs> a new home. <laughs> Well, hopefully, hopefully not. not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you are, it's a second home that you can rent to somebody and yes. make money every month that works for you. Exactly. I need one of those. I need a second home. Do you need to answer that? Nah, it's my mom. She can call me later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ma. Sorry, Ma. Um, She's probably calling me to talk to me about her award that she just won. Uh-oh. But... You know, I already liked it on Facebook, so it's like, what more do I have to do? Congratulations, mom! Awesome. You, she knows I'm gonna say that anyways, but right. I love my mom. This one's for you, ma. Oh, okay. One other thing I want to talk about. 
I, I forgot. I, I do want to bring this up. We got we got a little notoriety for the podcast today. We got a little interview from the inland. Yeah, room. yeah, that's so awesome, man. It is awesome. That's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah, something I'm, to be proud of. Something to get the blood pumping. Yes, and the best part is, is what all those fine guests I've had. Now they get a little something now. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I was using Absolutely. their networks to get some audience members and initially and now they get some exposure. So it's starting to work. The whole plan is coming full circle a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, so the podcast is gonna be in the inlander next week. Sweet. Yep. Yep. I'm I got have to, I'm gonna have to pick up my copy. Yeah. Yeah. Get a copy for your ma too. And then um we, do you uh, think do you think they'll have a copy of a copy of a copy? <laughs> I will pick up a copy for me and my mom. There you go. I we also were in a contest for the oh, my yeah, road that's right. test. That's right. And you and and my sis are actually listed as part of the team. I know. I saw, you saw that. that part. I did. Okay, good. Appreciate the. Uh, yeah, you're in there, man. I know. You you are you're locked in, locked and loaded. So everybody, please go vote. In the My Roadcast competition, there's a link in the Instagram bio for Adam Malcolm Podcast on Instagram, and there's also a link in my personal Instagram if you already follow me. Oh, and Trev, the other final thing, and then we can kick the show off because mm -hmm. that was a sweet eight-minute intro. Nice. We got a Twitter account set up for the show. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, son, and it is at TSW. TC talking sports with Trev Corb. Abbreviated. Sweet. So I everybody, like questions, comments, concerns, clapbacks, anything you want to say to us or discuss about the show, you want to get in touch. We're trying to create a little sports talking community here, guys. It's all guys. about community. It is all about community. And please correct us if we uh, say something that's stupid, wrong, or impolite. Yeah, or if you've got a rebuttal that we didn't cover and you think we're both just just like saying the same thing together in unison over and over with no no true discussion happening and counters and things like that. We'll cut it. <laughs> cut it. All right. <clears throat> Episode two. We're ready to roll. Trev had a fantastic time. He did a, an amazing job with his first ever recorded podcast. He's kids and natural. Thank you. Let's get on with episode two. Could not have done it without you and all of this awesome technology that you have and your the Amalgam Network podcasts. Excited to do episode two and hopefully this one's a little better. It'll, it'll be fantastic. It'll be as good if not better than this first one, bro. And thank you, man. I'm excited. We're all excited. Let's freaking do this. Our library voices are turned off. The library voices are off. Yes. And so let's go to the NBA playoffs. Last, last. well, should we talk about, should we do cloak circling back first? Yeah, I think that that's probably something we okay. should start off with. So from the last episode, this is a new segment here on the, on the podcast called Circling Back. And we're going to just do a little updates on things that we talked about in the last episode. Trev, take us away with your first one. Yeah, so uh, on the last episode, you guys probably remember that there was a portion of it where we were talking about Washington State Cougar football. Part of that uh, segment, we talked about a potential transfer in the making kid by the name of Gage Gubrud, who played football at Eastern Washington for the last four years. Technically, he had a medical redshirt situation where he filed a grievance with the NCAA to be able to play 
as a graduate transfer and has officially elected and will be transferring to Washington State, which is very exciting for us Kook fans. Mike Leach said it, couldn't have said it better. This is a kid that's, you know, not every day you see a guy that's started as many games as he has in his college career and almost thrown for 10,000 yards. So I'm excited to see what he can do as a quarterback in that system, the air aid system. He's going to obviously bring in some competition amongst the other quarterbacks on the roster right now. Uh, and he probably is the leading candidate for the starting job come week one right? Um, in the fall. So uh, super excited to see that happen and, and uh, that it's official and that the NCAA is allowing him to do that. Yep. Um, I think that everyone in Pullman on the coaching staff is pretty excited about it too. So, Yes. Really nice to have those shoes filled with somebody with a, with a resume like that. Yeah, especially, you know. Replacing Gardner Minshew is yeah. is kind of the it's a toughie. It's a tough one. So next update, our boy. Yeah. So my favorite Seahawk player of all time, Earl Thomas, who we know is likely not going to be in a Seahawk uniform next year, <sighs> has apparently enrolled his kids in school in Austin, Texas. Now we know we know about the rumors to Dallas that there's been like a want to, you know, maybe finish his career back in his home state. Austin isn't exactly close to Dallas, okay. but um, that's not to say that he couldn't sign there. Is it just an odd sign that he's doing this? Does, does he spend his time there in the off he, So that, that was brought up in the article per Mike Fisher of 247 Sports and, or 24-7 Sports. It's all good. However they want to say 247 Sports. That it's 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 been noted that he goes back and trains in Texas in the off season mm-hmm. with you know other NFL players, people from his you know high school days, college days. Um, he'll go back and train at the University of Texas where he played college ball. So it's not a. I don't think this is a like a big shocker. And you know, at any point in time, he could unenroll his kids from school if, say, the Green Bay Packers came along and. <laughs> offered him a and I see you an, got that yeah there. so th- it it sounds like there's a, a strong interest uh based on rumors that the Packers are looking for they need to fill their, their safety void they the Packers have some great young talent at the corner position so I could see that absolutely happening it's all gonna boil down to money though right and yeah. there is a lot of safeties in this upcoming free agency that might actually, it, it, it could end up hurting the value of, of Earl Thomas, like, or what he thinks he's going to get paid because there's just, there's other talent at that position. Not saying that they're as good as Earl Thomas, but they're starting caliber right. safeties. Right. And, and they can, they can, you can plug in and go and win a championship with if you're missing one that piece and the defensive side especially if there's supportive pieces around them exactly to our, that know the system already yeah i mean the 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 impact of a veteran player cannot be understated yeah it's just it's just especially a dynamic veteran player like earl that's gonna and the, cow- the cowboys the will have some money to play with this 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 off season uh as far as the salary cap goes but they're also in that demarcus lawrence situation where I think they're trying to place like a second tag on him. And if they don't do it by, I don't know, is it next Tuesday or the Tuesday after that when free agency starts that they 
basically have until mid July to negotiate a new contract or something like that. If he and he doesn't have to sign his franchise tag either, so mm-hmm. he test it. Yeah, so and and that's a guy that they want to keep. That is, you know, he's done everything that he can to, and produced at a high high level. So I, it's all going to depend on, I think that if they have other needs there, I mean, they traded for Amari Cooper. I got to imagine they're probably mm-hmm. going to try to sign him long-term. Eventually Dak's going to get a big deal here soon. Dak Prescott will. Yep. Um, you know, and, and so it just, there's a lot of variables, but it is interesting. I, I thought that I'd bring that to everybody's attention that yeah. may not know he, Earl Thomas has officially enrolled his kids in school back in Austin, Texas. So, Signs pointing maybe back to um, the state of Texas to finish his career there, but nothing uh, is set in stone just yet. But it could be the official final nail in the coffin. It could. Yeah, it could be the final nail in the coffin. All right. Well, that was the new segment circling back. We got another new segment we'll talk about later, but let's kick it off. Let's flip it back to the NBA. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds good, man. Let's just kick this off with... uh, (laughs) Who's, who are you rolling with in the playoffs, Trev? Who's your, who's your squads? I'll get the standings up here. Well, obviously Golden State's going to be a tough team to beat. No doubt about it, especially as long as Clay Thompson's splashing threes all over everybody's face. <laughs> in the East... We're both rooting for Boston. Yeah, for sure. I, I just see so much, there's so much talent on that team. I lo- I and to, to look so at where they're at right now, but a lot of teams, you know, they'll they'll finish strong. They'll get hot in the playoffs. They're probably team the, the team that's built best for the playoffs in the East. In the East, Toronto will probably go far with Kawhi entering free agency, Kyrie entering free agency. Those guys are probably going to be playing for for their for their lives. You know, like, yeah. Huh. So I I, I like, look at that and say. Those are my two favorites, even though Milwaukee's at the top and they're going to be a tough team to beat. The Greek Greek is amazing. I love watching them play. It's one of those three teams for me that's that's going to end up winning. They're going to be one of them. Yeah. That's a lot of teams because there's you know yep, only so many of them, but those are my picks. Well, I don't think Philly's there yet, but I think they're putting together a team that could make yeah. a run. Could make a run. We'll see what happens. Right. Because they added Jimmy right midseason. They added Jimmy, and, so and then they just traded for Tobias Harris, Okay, which was a big, that was a big trade. Um, so if you give them a full year next year with all that. Yeah. We'll see how it pans out. I mean, they, they could be a team that gets hot. Okay. West, what we got? Definitely Golden State. I like OKC this year. Paul George has been playing some Dude, mad ball. He looks so good. And so you good. can never count out Houston. As long oh, as, man, as I'll long count as them out all day, dude. <laughs> I'm not, no way. There's, I was so glad. I wanted to just shout it off the rooftops on Twitter, but it's like, who am I? No one cares. But then somebody who actually has a platform to do that in the NBA community finally said it. I think it was even Kobe. He was like, or maybe not. I, I don't know who it was, but. It basically, it was like, dude, who's on that team with them? Like, who's Harden gonna, who's gonna pass the ball to? Yeah, I mean, is there is there a supporting cast at Houston? I don't even watch that squad because I just don't like his style. They definitely, they're they're not the old, they're the same Houston they were two years, mm-hmm. or even last year, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's interesting to see how well the Nuggets have done. Now yeah. that Isaiah Thomas is back. Yeah. That could very well be a, a team that. Dark horse in the West. Well, they're not even a dark horse, though, because if, if yeah, the season ended tomorrow, they'd be a two seed. They yeah. play the Spurs, which the Spurs are a dangerous seven My seed, God, man. Dude, I know. <laughs> So, Ugh. but yeah, I think Golden State and Oklahoma City are probably my two faves to for the conference finals. Okay, okay, yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool, and it would be also awesome if Paul George like hit a dagger in KD's face. Oh man, not that I have anything against KD necessarily. I just like it would be cool to see that happen in OKC and make it over Golden State. I don't know though. What if Diallo? honey dipped over Durant to win the conference finals. <laughs> that would be we should get a poster of that moment. We should absolutely get it. We also that's something we need and to And then they and then they here. decide that he's the next he's the next star on Uncle Drew too. Ooh. I like that. Like they get him all old and stuff. Yep. And oh Uncle Drew, yeah man. If you don't know about Uncle Drew, that is that that's Kyrie's project. Yeah, but right? did you see that they made a movie? Yeah. And yeah. Shaq's in that. Shaq's in it. Looking old. old. Like an old wizard. <laughs> it was like they put a beard and like gray hair everywhere on Shazam. <laughs> Dude. Remember when they launched the candy with that movie at the same time? Shaq is the ultimate franchiser. Oh, it's incredible. It's like him and Will Smith. I did a uh, report on Shaq, I think, in, like, fifth grade. I used to have a Shaquille O'Neal Orlando Magic yeah. jersey, and my buddy had the uh, Penny Hardaway one. Nice. Yeah. We weren't ever really good on the basketball court in yeah. grade school, but, you know. You looked the part. We looked the part. I had a Gary Payton jersey. I've been looking at Gary Payton jerseys for the last week. The old one. Yeah. The white. The white. It's no, it's it, well, no, it's green, it's green, and then it's you know, but it's the old school Mitchell and Ness one. Mm-hmm. I was this close to pulling the trigger, and then all of a sudden, sold out in my size. Dang! So I'm gonna have to wait around and try to find it. Otherwise, yeah. I got to look on eBay, and everybody wants just the world. Yeah, it is a pretty cool. It that's just a clean retro vintage jersey. Spiderwebs. Spiderweb. Spiderweb. <laughs> Okay, so that was our picks for the playoffs. 2019 free agency. I guess we kind of loop in a lot of this stuff. Do you want to just kick it off with Will KD and Clay stay in the Bay? Yeah, man. I thought that free agency would be fun to talk about, even though the season hasn't ended yet. Mm-hmm. Because, well, the media gives it a ton of attention, so why shouldn't we? Yeah. There are a lot of big names. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are both uh, free agents. Big question mark around uh, will they stay in Golden State uh, or stay with Golden State or end up in other places? Uh, Clay has said that he wants to finish his career as a warrior, but he's going to test free agency, probably see how much money he can get. I think Durant will probably do the same thing, but as long as you're winning and winning championships, I don't know why you'd go anywhere else unless you're just getting a lot more money than what the Warriors can offer you. So that's the thing. Like 
how much money have you made now? Mm-hmm. And how many rings have you won? How many rings have you won? What's your potential to continue winning rings? Because if you can even remotely chase Michael Jordan with the squad that you have, which I think you could. Right. Now, when you got crazy, crazy cards like Draymond Green in there, I don't know. And Boogie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, imagine if they were able to re-sign DeMarcus Cousins. Do you think they would, though? The Here's what I see happening. If one of those two guys go, Kevin Durant or Clay Thompson, then he stays, then the he probably, stays. He, they probably give him a deal. So they're keeping two of those. Because he's three. already, he's just been back for like, what, a little less than a month? Right. And he's already looking like the center that we knew he was. He just needed the supporting cast. And it's probably, you probably get so much confidence playing with a squad like Golden State. Cause oh, you know, yeah. anybody you pass it to, they're going to be able to drain a three. And they're going to like, they're probably still going to li- limit his minutes. Yeah. Knowing that he's coming off of like injury and whatnot. Like, he'll probably get like 25, 28 minutes a night, something like that. Yeah. Keep him fresh. He's going to, he's going to be a top like free agent like target though for a lot of teams if Golden State can't give him money. But, you open up that article yep. which you already have the owner ceo and owner of uh the golden state warriors joe lacob said that they can do whatever they want financially and that people should expect that that's not going to be the reason this team doesn't stay great moving forward we have the capital to pay our players what they deserve and we will that's like a statement knowing that you've got guys like kevin durant and Clay Thompson, who could both get max contracts. So it'll be interesting. If they both stay, then yeah, I think I think I think Cousins is gone. But they've won championships without him. Imagine if they could afford all three of those guys, though. And Draymond. Then they are passing Michael in the ring in the ring chase. Probably. Probably. Because I mean, they're all what are they like the Unless the unless injuries start piling up and that's true, team with the team camaraderie like gets that, though, weird. Do you even, I mean, you don't really have to worry so much about injuries because it's like you're so stacked. Yeah, I mean, they're dude. When you have people like Iguodala, I always miss this. Who's the tall, skinny guy who will run point? Sean Livingston. Livingston, and then um, is he still there? I thought he was. They just they all can play the same role. It's crazy crazy to me they've had the deepest bench i've ever seen in a team so um all right so then let's should we talk about the odd little thing with Kyrie and kd oh yeah or am i skipping over the other big names? no we can we can talk a little bit about that before we go to the okay because it's all kind of relates to free agency anyways it does and a lot of these big names could all end up on the same squad so, so Kyrie got upset with the media today. Apparently, video snapshots of him and Kevin Durant talking at the All-Star game. And for those of you that don't know, there's been a lot of rumors, a lot of <clears throat> suggestive things. Even the the Knicks put a picture on their like season ticket brochure, renewal brochure, picture of a Nick, but standing right next to him was Kevin Durant. Oh my gosh. So they were like, <laughs> they, they had to repeal it and like basically, no, we weren't trying to say anything by, you know, 
making that statement or showing that picture of Kevin Durant, like standing next to one of our New York Knicks, even though he was in a Warriors jersey. The rumors are circling that the Knicks will have the ability to offer two max contracts, that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving will probably be the two top targets. And with the Knicks likely having the number one pick, depending on how the lottery goes, and we'll get to this later, Zion Williamson is the number one pick. Right. Then now you've got an interesting... Then you've got a... You've got a <laughs> and they already have DeAndre Jordan. And if you remember, a couple years ago when um, KD was trying to decide where he wanted to go and where he wanted to sign, he was very close to signing with the Clippers. Okay. And I think... And that was still, I guess, when... Griffin was still there. Griffin was still there. Paul... Yep. DeAndre Jordan yep. was still there. And DeAndre Jordan and Kevin Durant, I, from what I understand, are pretty good friends. Uh, so, they so, so there's the connection there. So now you would have a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, DeAndre Jordan, and potentially a Zion Williamson, assuming that Zion Williamson is you know a starter right away, and I can't imagine why he wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a, that's that's a squad that's a that's squad. a squad that can compete in the East in in the East which is Always typically a, just overshadowed by the West yeah uh, yeah generally just not quite as deep it's not as deep when when is, yeah when LeBron left the East it kind of you know yeah LeBron left the East yeah and when Dwayne Wade's you know career kind of came to an end mm-hmm. but then there's other big names that are going to probably be looking for new homes. Kawhi Leonard, I don't think he's going to be staying in Toronto. Uh, Kyrie, Kemba Walker. Yeah, Kyrie. We've talked about Kyrie. Kemba Walker is a guy who's played at a high level for quite a few years now and will probably get a max contract. DeMarcus Mm -hmm. Cousins, who we already mentioned, will be a free agent. Jimmy Butler will also be a free agent. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see if he's part of the plan in Philadelphia moving forward or if that trade was all for... I don't know. That'd be messy. Yeah. So it, it all hinges too, I think, a lot on Durant and and even Clay Thompson's decision to stay in, in Golden State. I think that, that a lot of that can and we know that that's teams are gonna have to adjust and make based on what happens elsewhere, but there's a lot of big names that can mix things up and add to already great teams. I mean, imagine if like KD says, No, I'm gonna stay. And Clay says, I'm going to stay. Okay, so what does New York do now? They go after Kyrie, maybe put Kawhi Leonard next to him. If they can't get Kyrie, do they offer Kemba Walker money? Right. Yeah, you know, it gets very interesting from a positional standpoint. It, I mean, everybody's going to be watching Golden State. They have all the stars. And apparently, according to Joe Lacob, they've got the money. Apparently, they that will not be the reason <laughs> that things fall apart for them. I'm interested to see uh, how that all shakes out, and obviously, I know we the, se- the season uh, isn't over. So yeah, when does the season end? <clears throat> eh, it's like in mid June. End okay, of June. So we right? got some time. I mean, do the Lakers make the playoffs? Let's go look at the standings. Four eh. games behind. Yeah. Maybe they will. I kind of keep hearing this weird rumor that like none of his teammates like him. Bron Bron? Yeah. <laughs> but he might be he might be wearing out a little bit on like just like just because you show up somewhere doesn't necessarily guarantee anything 
Like you, yeah, you brought a ship to Cleveland. You know, you can't really count Miami because you had such a solid supporting cast. Right. So really the only thing you've ever done is squeaked one out against Golden State in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, the the series before the series, the latest series, they honestly, they had game one. And then I think it was game two where J.R. Smith pulled his, like, you know, space cadet move and didn't try to score. Mm-hmm. Tried to run the clock out. So, like, whatever. But I don't know. He, I love LeBron, too. And I'm a huge LeBron fan. But he needs he needs a huge team with him. He can't yeah. do it by himself. Well, yeah, like that first time when he went to the finals with Cleveland before he went to exactly. Miami. Like, yeah. he didn't have, he had just kind of. How many games did they win that year? There, there, and a, look at the, yeah, the supporting cast around him was a bunch of busters. Yeah. You know, like, Verjao. Delonte West. Oh, we had uh, yeah, Delonte <laughs> West. We had um, what was it, Ilgauskas? Yeah, Ilgauskas. So, yeah. I mean, I guess those guys could could have been considered role players at the time, but I just there weren't. It wasn't Dwayne they, Wade. They, they, yeah, and Chris it was. Bosch. It wasn't Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh or Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Clay, Clay Thompson, Thompson, Iguodala, Draymond, Draymond. Especially after all that BS with the trade deadline, like him trying hard to like, like, did you see some of the stuff that they were packaging for Antonio or, or Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis, yeah. Like they wanted to give away. Yeah, you basically had to give away the farm first picks, their first rounds, and then or two first rounds, Lance, freaking Kuzma, Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Ingram, yeah, like all of them. It's like everybody you've drafted for the last four years. Yeah. Just so Guys LeBron get, can yeah. get one. You know, so he can get one, one other. needs. I don't. Uh, I don't. <laughs> can LeBron and Anthony Davis get it done, though? I don't think so. I mean, is that, an, is that enough? No. Not in the West. Not against. I just don't. Not against teams like the Jazz in OKC. In Denver. Yeah. And then like seven seeds like the Spurs who have this team ball. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And I, I guess at that point they would still have, the Lakers would still have Rondo, but Rondo like now. Rondo, Rondo six years ago, seven years ago, I'd have been like, okay. Yeah, maybe. No. Not now. I just, you look at him and Lance Stevenson, and you're kind of like, for a point guard, it's kind of like, which, pick your poison, I guess. Yeah. But it'd be cool just to see him get in there. I just don't know what they're going to do long term, I guess, if LeBron doesn't get a star with him or two. Demand a trade. Yeah. But where would he go then? He'd probably figure something out where talk to like KD. Like, hey, let's go. Let's, New York. Let's, let's go here. See, that's the thing. It's going to be a, I can tell you this. It's going to probably be a big market. Yeah. Market move. Yep. So maybe New York, but mm, I think that that ship is sort of sailed. Like, if LeBron was going to go to New York, he would have probably have done it. But well before well, now. Yeah. After Miami. 
Yeah. Or maybe. right. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like other big markets that. What if LeBron brought the Sonics back? Oh, man. <laughs> it better not be him. It better be Kevin Durant. That'd be filthy. But if they came together, even on the tail ends of their career, that would still be fun for the city of Seattle. Oh, man. We'd go nuts. Enough of the Braun Braun not making the playoffs. Team can't play with his young squad. And for the record, I will go on and say it now. I'm not saying that they're out, but I'm saying they're going to have to do something pretty impressive in these next couple months to uh, get into the playoffs. So Yeah. Four games behind the eight seed right now. All right. March Madness, you want to take a break before we do this? I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off. With little Marshman's preview. <clears throat> All right. NBA. Dunsky, our first NBA coverage of the podcast. Well done, Trev. We're pretty much in agreement on everything in the NBA. I think that was a good conversation. Uh, yeah. And I, you know what? Something I want to talk about, too, is we got to come up with a way where we can do those live. Like, we got to watch. Maybe we watch some playoff games, you know. Into a little live stream podcasting. That'd be cool. That'd be fun. I'd be down with that. Yeah. All right. March Madness preview. Let's get over here to bracketology and the standings. A look at the current top 20. <laughs> Excuse me. A look at the current top 25. One more over. There we go. All right. Boom. Walk me through this, Trev. You were saying Duke's dropping from number one? Yeah. <clears throat> we should go look at that score real quick because that was happening as I came over here. Carolina was... Uh, North Carolina was taking care of business against Duke. Zion Williamson went out in the first 33 seconds of the game. It looked like, yep, North Carolina won. Beat him 88-72. So Duke was, so we go back to the standings. Oh, and they're playing again here in a couple weeks. Oh, nice. Assuming Zion is, he did not return to the game. I know that. Thoughts with Zion Williamson. Hopefully he's, yeah, he's, hope, he's, he's all right. it's not a big deal. Arguably would have been the first pick in the draft, assuming he doesn't have to have any sort of surgery. The Zaggies. Yeah, the, the Zags, number two. I gotta believe they've won sixteen in a row. Yeah, although yeah. they had that close game against LMU. What was it last week? Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. they always have. They always find this way to just let a WCC team play them tough or steal the show. Interesting. They'll go and win the conference. Still. But they no need doubt, those, no, no doubt about it. They need it. those to reset them. You know. What oh, I, mean? I agree. Sometimes I think that that's like that needs to happen in order for you to achieve the greatest potential thing, which would be an NCAA championship. So Yes. So this is another solid year for the Zags to make a run. Yeah. I I think that they've got uh, a lot of tools to get it done. A couple of like first and second round draft picks based on mock drafts that I've looked at. Hachimura is supposed to go in like the top 10. Rui Hachimura. And I believe it's Brendan Clark who's slated to potentially go in the second round. And they've each year they 
they've got great recruits coming in to like replace the guys that depart. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, they've obviously obviously their system works. Yeah, Mark Few is a great recruiter, and he's how many years do you think he's got left in this? Oh man, man. that's to, I don't think that he he'll be there as long as he can. Okay, I think so that, it's not yeah, a yeah. I don't think that it's. I mean, why wouldn't you? I don't think it's super close that he's like super close to retirement. Mm-hmm. Okay, like, that's cool. unless I. And the only other job that he said he'd ever take is the University of Oregon because he went there. Okay. But if he's successful here, you don't, well, I don't know. Hopefully he wouldn't just bail when it got tough. I think he would, he'd have to get fired here for it to be over. Okay. And that would take probably like four seasons of, we didn't get into the tourney. What is going on? Yeah, we can't. He's, he's, He's put Gonzaga and Spokane on the map and done a really good job. So I commend him for that. Yeah, he absolutely has. Virginia, Kentucky, so Virginia number three, Kentucky number four, Tennessee number five. That Tennessee team is super athletic. I see them going far in the tournament, assuming they don't, you know, get busted by a 16 seed because <laughs> I see them being a top four seed in the tourney. Nevada is number six. That's a mid-major team that's, you know, only lost one game. Houston's only lost one. UNC's probably going to move up to, and this is assuming Tennessee, Kentucky, Nevada, none of those teams drop Virginia over the course of the weekend. UNC gets seven or six, and then Duke goes down to four or five. Yeah, I don't know. Duke will probably drop to like, yeah, like four or five, somewhere in there. It's just an odd, odd. Oh, I want to ask you about Kansas. What are the what are my Jayhawks' chances? They're always dangerous in the turn come tournament time. Fifteen and zero at home. What about K State? Ooh, yeah. That's well. I big, and the reason big, I ask is I got family there, so I'm always kind of if I pick a if I pick another team. How I many more teams we got in the Big Twelve? There, Texas Tech, right? Iowa State. There's a few other Big 12 teams that are pretty good. And you're Tur- looking for that because Con- you conference, want... Conference, conference, conference. Yeah, conference yeah. tournament time is, is always dangerous because, you know, Kansas could end up losing to, like, Iowa State. And then Iowa State goes and wins the conference championship. And, and rides that momentum. Yeah, rides that momentum in the, into the uh, NCAA tournament. So Not a lot of Pac-12 representation this year. Is none. there a single one? None. The the University of Washington Huskies were a top twenty five team, I think, as of like last week or the week before. But I they must have Oh gosh. This is a horrible bracket to root for then. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'll probably still get in and I would imagine there's probably a few other pack maybe one or two other pack twelve schools that get into the tournament, but I don't know that I can Really say if that's there's going to sure. be going to be a great success oh, uh, for the Pac-12. Oh wow, just it's a, so lame. It's just not a. Why would you annex half of the country from the tournament? Like, who's really ranking these teams like this? <laughs> God, I mean, is it, does it just come down to record? Is there no argument? Is the Pac-12 that terrible this year? I think it's bad, man. I think it's Where really was bad. Our bracket. Here we go. UW will, as at this point based on bracketology, is showing that they'll be a seven seed. And in the Midwest bracket. 
I don't see another team. Well, let's go UW, right? (laughs) I mean, you heard it here on the second episode. You heard it here on the second episode from a couple of Cougs. I guess we're hoping that UW gets into the tournament. Yes, please. And that they represent us in... Pack 12. Fantastic form. Yes, please go. Go, guys. Oh, man. And they're they're going against like Seton Hall in that first round, potentially. And then they'll get Michigan State, probably. And if they win that out, then they'll probably get Kansas. Yeah. Or, Maryland. or ten, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be. It'd be a fun road. It'll be a f- great road. I mean, if they do it well, then it's going to be a fantastic time. For that fan base. They have that Pac-12 fans. green arrow pointing pointing upwards towards Seton Hall, which tells me that they're quick on Seton Hall. Right they right. might bump out of that spot yeah, to somewhere they might else. Bump out. They might be a better team than... Oh, 16 uh, and 10? They couldn't possibly get in. There's a few more games left in the season. They're probably going to lose at least one. Why would they... Why a 7-7 seven seven conference team? Nah. That's bogus. How are they on the up and up? Our picks. I'm picking... U-Dub. All the way? No. <laughs> but I wish I could. I wish I had the cojones to do that. All right. So if if the bracket were to come out tomorrow based on this bracket. Based on bracketology on February. Who, who do you have winning the entire, or give me your final four. Well, I'm, I'm stoked that Tennessee's ranked well. Tennessee or Kansas in the Midwest. I have to go with one of those two. I'll go with Kansas. And then the Zags in the West. I'll take Zion's healthy. I'll take Duke in the East. And then I might go Iowa State in the South. Hit me. I'll take all the Zag fans are going to hate me for this. But <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take North Carolina out of the West. Oh, man. Uh, Even as a Cougar fan, you should hate them, dude. Oh, man. Yo. I don't need to reminisce about that sweet 16 loss. Yeah, it's exactly what I'm talking about with Tyler Hansborough um, mucking it up in the lane. Yeah. That was, a, that was a tough one. But that was a, those were fun years those to watch fanta- Cougar, Cougar basketball. Dude, the Pac-10 was amazing back then. We had the best. We can call it that, too, because it was the Pac-10. It was the Pac-10. When we were there. And every team was killer. Every team that showed up. Like, you were getting... You were getting so much value out of those basketball games. Oh, it was awesome. It was so much fun. I definitely skipped studying for a couple of like midterms and finals just to go to those games because they were so much fun. Well, you couldn't, you really couldn't miss them. Yeah. They were not an option. Not an option. So North Carolina. Okay. That's my West pick. Uh, Out of the Midwest, I am actually going to do something tragically awful here and say Nevada. Oh, dude, I thought you were going to say that. That's funny. All right. So you got... I'm going to regret that pick tomorrow, but whatever. Out of the South, I will take Kentucky. Okay. And out of the East, I, uh, I'm with you on that. With a healthy Zion, I don't think anybody can beat Duke. Beat Duke. Okay. But... Assuming, let's say Zion is not a factor the rest of the season, I'm knocking on wood that that's not the case Mm -hmm. because I love watching that guy play and I hope he has an awesome rest of this year and NBA career. 
I will take Marquette out of the East. Okay. I like it. I'm going to have to write those down and then follow them up. Or I'll write them down right now. We'll write them down. And then let's talk about, while I'm doing that, why don't you talk about the mid-major schools that can mix it up here come uh, tourney time. So go for it. Some teams that I wanted to highlight real quick that I think could go deep in the tournament. Buffalo, Wofford, Belmont, Murray State. Oh, yeah, John Morant. That guy can ball. And he's probably going to be a top three pick. Yeah, the guy just has incredible vision. He gets everybody else involved around him. An amazing player out of Murray State. Assuming they make it to the tournament. And really all of these, most of, most of those schools are likely in, even though they're mid-major schools. But I see um, one team I'm excited to see down the stretch and, and as they get in is uh, Wofford. They've got a great backcourt and there's a lot of guys on that team that can shoot beyond the arc couple of reasons I wanted to highlight those uh, mid-major schools that I think could mix it up come March uh, in the NCAA tournament. I had talked about Wofford and their three-point shooting ability. They're second in the nation in three-point percentage, so they shoot 42% as a team beyond the arc. Yikes. And they attempt a lot. Okay. <laughs> like 717 three-point shot attempts over the season. That's more than anybody in the nation. And I guess I guess if you too. huck up that many shots, but at the same right. time you got to be accurate, right? So yeah, the only team that's above them is Lehigh, um, and they don't. They have got, they, got two almost almost two hundred almost two hundred yeah. attempts less. So I see, and and that's the other reason. Like I pick Marquette. Mm-hmm. Okay, like Mar- I see what you're saying. Marquette, I think, is a great shooting team, close to six hundred attempts, which is up there for you know. Mm-hmm. Attempts as far as field goes, so yeah, they're some, looking good. Some reasons why I had, high, high points per game. If you went back and looked at like points per game, like offensive points scored by team, team like Belmont, third in the nation in scoring, so they put up a lot of points. And are they doing against you know less talent in a or a less talented conference? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the. Mm-hmm. Gonzaga does the same thing yeah. in the WCC. Exactly. And they're, you know, first in the nation in points. So reasons we see like Gonzaga, North Carolina, Belmont, Duke, those are all teams that we've talked about. Buffalo, I had mentioned on here as well, is a is a team that can score. And they're ranked in the top twenty five right now. Twenty three and three. Yeah, twenty-five, yeah. Yeah, they look good. And then Murray State. Assuming they get in, because I think that that conference isn't necessarily tied up just yet. Ja Morant can get the get the boys rolling. The racers are uh, a potential dark horse. As we are they, that's the dark horse. Is your Murray State? And I, it's tough to call them that because we're talking. They're going to be led by a team that has a guy that's going to be drafted in the top three picks. So I look at that the same way I looked at like Doug McDermott when he was at Creighton. The guy could shoot, could drop 40 a game. Team could rally around him. Weird. Much more talented person. I can't compare Doug McDermott to John Morant. There's a, a difference in, that, in athleticism, and Doug was more of a shooter. This guy can do it. How many more games are left in this? In it? 
about five games left. Yeah, a couple of weeks worth of basketball, and then well, and regular season basketball, and then conference tourneys. conference tourney, and then selection Sunday that following week, and then we're basically into NCAA tournament, and then the road to the Final Four. Boom. This time next month, we'll probably be talking March Madness and all of the stuff that is happening happening with that. So we'll be back with a recap. Maybe that's what we do is we watch some some live March Madness. Yeah, we could do some some March Madness, watch it live. That might be a fun thing. Some of those first games of the tourney go until like 9 or 10 o'clock at night. That would be cool. We meet up, hang out. We could figure out a way to set up a camera. Maybe it's just a, a phone doing Instagram live and then we um we can publish it later as well. That that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I agree. Alright, I added this tweet because I think that if we want to see the best NBA, we were talking about NBA earlier. I think that it, the the interests of the program or the system designed to filter players upwards into the NBA so that the best of the best at the best level are always playing in the NBA. So I had this tweet from at DM Grub with two Bs. College basketball is just so bad. The NBA should heed Cuban's advice and just invest heavily in the G League. Let kids go pro. And just like in baseball, some will be ready from day one and others will have to learn in the minors. College basketball does not prepare players for the NBA. Now, just to sample, the first response is completely disagree with every single word. College basketball is light years more competitive and more entertaining than the NBA, especially with super teams now that nothing the NBA has can touch March Madness. So just to see how polarizing this tweet already was. And I don't know how you feel about it, Trev, but I, I, I like that idea. And your comment earlier was like baseball, a, a yeah. drafted baseball player. Yeah, so like you can get drafted by an NFL team. You can get drafted by an NBA team. And you can immediately become like an all-star if you have an all-star worthy year statistically. Right. When you get drafted... In baseball, you're not expected typically to contribute within a year or two of when you actually get drafted. Sometimes there's some anomalies. S- anomalies, yeah. Like anything. And and even with that, like a guy like Bryce Harper, I don't I guess it would have been high school and then what, like a JUCO college? Fact check. Okay. Remember that. Fact check. I want to say that he was in a, Like, that's an example of maybe an anomaly. But these guys have to go and spend developmental years, even if they're the best prospect in the nation, in the world, whatever it may be. So I don't necessarily disagree with that guy's tweet. Maybe we should let kids go and play um, in the G League early, develop them. Some will be ready from day one, some won't. And that goes, I mean, that can apply just like it does to baseball. Like there are guys that get drafted and some of them are ready from day one, but they still keep them in the minors because they want 
they want to ease them into the game is different. The game is different. It's so it's so different. Like double A ball is so different than triple A ball. And triple A ball, there's guys that just sit there in triple A for six freaking years before they actually, you know. And when I say six years, they've come up through the system and they're still sitting around. Based on what I understand, if like if after four years in the minors, you're not at the triple A level almost to getting called up, your time's a ticking. Because yeah. ships, they, they ships keep getting yeah, ready to leave. ships getting ready to leave because they're gonna keep drafting guys with talent who will eventually be a younger arm yep. or a younger bat, have more tools. So I, I don't necessarily disagree with with what he's saying there. I think that the the tweet that responded to him first is more of just a preference. Like college basketball is more exciting. Well, yeah, the NBA is not exactly the most exciting yeah. sport during the regular season. No. Come playoff time, I enjoy watching it because it's, the teams finally buckle down, play defense. Yes. And, and the and the plays that need to be made to win games are miracle plays. Right. Whereas college ball, it's like... And the, that 50-point game or that 40... You know, when when LeBron or KD goes and drops 45 in a night during the regular season, you're like, okay, it's a pretty good night. That's cool. Yeah. A few good plays. Awesome alley-oop, dunk, whatever it might have been. But when they go and do that in the playoffs, you're like, the next day, you're talking to your buddy. You're like, did you see that yes. game? Yeah. Did you see what LeBron did last night? Did you see what Kevin Durant did last night? Yeah. And... Those are just examples of guys that I'm thinking of off the top of my head. I like a lot. But of there's NBA there's players, one of those for every team. Like exactly. when the game's on the line, every team has a star. And at the NBA level, it's it's not the speed of everything at the professional level. It's not. It, it might not be as entertaining in ways to your preferences. But when you're talking about prepping players for the next level, mm-hmm. what's the best system to do that? You have to. The questions need to be asked. You right. know what I mean? And so. Yeah. Well, and then there, there's been situations. It doesn't happen very often in the NBA, but I'm trying to remember what year it happened. I want to say that it was the We Believe playoff run. The Warriors 4-2 series victory over the Dallas in the first round. Thank you. Jackson Garner positive and negative publicly in some of the biggest upset in NBA, NBA history. Yep. He was ejected from games two and five. <laughs> <laughs> the later decision in game five was heavily criticized as Jackson appeared to be merely applauding at the end of the game to lift the spirits of his teammates and not sarcastically at a referee. However, Jackson redeemed himself by playing well the entire series, especially in the series clinching game six when Jackson tallied 33 points on a then-franchise playoffs record seven three-pointers, which I'm sure Clay has absolutely obliterated by now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, big time. The record has since been broken by Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. <laughs> oh, keep reading, bud. Yeah. Uh, cool. So, yeah, circling back on my point there is college basketball is, yes, much more exciting than the NBA. However, there are situations where the NBA could be equally ex- as exciting. And if not, this type better. of situation right here, an eight seed knocks off a one seed in the playoffs. You yeah. never see that happen in the NBA. Yeah. So is there hope? Yeah. This day and age with the super teams that have been assembled, 
Not likely. Um, but there's it's still the playoffs. Anything can happen. Yeah, and the, and if it's not that particular series, the other series are killer. Right. In the first round. Well, and remember when Kyrie got hurt and when he was with Cleveland? Yeah. That series could have finished differently against Golden State. That's what it was. The first series was Kyrie got hurt. The second series they won. Third series, Kyrie left and they weren't even supposed to be there. Something like that. And then games one and two got messed up. Anyways, sorry. I'm thinking parallel of, lot, universes. A lot of spider webs. But yeah. back to his the Grubbs tweet, which uh Corbin had brought into the brought to the table. All right. UFC. Bellator. UFC and Bellator. Upcoming events. Upcoming events. So um <clears throat> we gotta, Whit- I guess we gotta recap some stuff that yeah, happened. Yeah. So Whitaker and Gastelum was canceled. Whitaker had a hernia. He had a hernia and collapsed bowel. And a collapsed bowel, so he was hospitalized. So that had to have like emergency surgery. Yeah. Was still in Australia, I think, like a week after. Yeah. He uh had to go under the knife. Yeah, his team and PR. You know, I want to know if, let's say, Robert Whitaker had been healthy for that fight. Calvin Gaslam had staff all over his body. Yeah, he was getting How are they? And, and I just, it's the same thing that happened with that Kevin Lee fight. Yeah. How do they let these guys, oh, he's on, he's on antibiotics. That just, that just is wrong to me. You are putting, someone at danger not only the person out on the mat that already has it but like anybody else you know that's a that's a main event fight so no one else fights after that but like people walk on it people you know yeah it's just i can't wrap my head around how they would have let gaslam fight and how whitaker would have been been okay with that and connor tweeted you saw Conor yeah, McGregor's tweet about him, him calling him a worm. Yeah. <laughs> What's this worm doing walking around with a belt, acting like he's a champ with all those worms all over him? I know. I know. Connor took Connor took significant offense to that, didn't he? Yeah. I thought it was cheesy at first because I thought that there was some sort of UFC backing to it. And I was just like, what is going on? Yeah. You know? And then there was rumors that it was actually Henry Cejudo's yeah. belt that he was carrying around. Right, which made it which made it soften the whole stint to me, and it, it right. didn't think it was as big of a deal. But it was odd that like he was genuinely calling himself the champ, and be- like because someone didn't show up. He he said he views it the same way wrestling, like because he's got a wrestling background, I guess. Like if someone comes to a wrestling match and has to forfeit, then you you win. Yeah. So he counts as a W. He counts as a W. So he's whatever. It's not wrestling <laughs> though. This I guess is, I can't. This is an entertainment company, son. It, it 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 was annoying to me because he hadn't done anything to prove to me that he deserves to be walking around with that belt on his shoulder or around his waist. But I think he had to do it to, keep to protect himself in being in the conversation about what fight is happening next. And he was already getting overlooked because of Adesanya and Silva right. with bumps in the main event. All right. <clears throat> you have we'll, the card we've all been yeah, waiting for. Yeah, we really for. want to talk about this. Oh, man, I'm so I'll excited. I'll let you do the card. honors of, of talking about. UFC 235. What a stacked card from start 
to finish. March 2nd, and folks. March 2nd, coming up. Mark your calendars. That's in two weeks. Or yeah, two we're, we're going to have to figure something out for that. Something mm-hmm. big. Yes, we will. We've got John Jones and Anthony Smith um, fighting in the main event. I think the co-main event is Tyrone Woodley and Kamaru Kamara Usman. Usman, another Usman. title fight. Robbie Lawler will be fighting Ben Askren, who is making his UFC debut. Yep. Um, coming over from one one fighting championship, right? What, is it one or Bellator? No, it came from one. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, most recently. He was a Bellator fighter. Okay. But he most recently was the champ over in one. Okay. Um, and then... Cody Garbrandt and Pedro, Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. That's going to be an interesting fight. Um, and then Tasha Torres and uh, Wiley Zhang. That girl is 18 and 1. Tasha Torres better watch out. Yeah. Tisha needs to win. Because she just got she just got beat up Joanna, right? Before yeah. Joanna mm-hmm. took some time off. Yep. So, yeah, this is a huge, huge, huge card. Anytime there's two title fights on a card, you know it's a good one. Yeah. And then when you got a name like Robbie Lawler. Yeah, fighting Ben Askren ben with Askren, the debut fight. The that's, debut that's, fight. A, that's a co-main in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, that's a main event on a fight night. Look at no the prelims, question. though, too. The prelims are, are probably are, are stacked. stacked. Jeremy Stevens oh, and Zabit. Yes. Yes. That Johnny Walker's Brazilian. And Misha Serkinov. Yeah. Alejandro Perez. I think he, this is a, yeah, these are great pe- prelims. Diego Sanchez and Nicky Gall, dude. Oh, to kick off the prelims. That's a great first fight for the prelims. Yeah. It's a good oh, card. The, dude, we need, to, we need to make sure we got our ducks in a row for this one. I know. So. We're going to have to set record very early. Very early. So let's um let's pick. Let's go through it real quick and pick them. Jones and Smith. Uh, it's hard to go against Jones. It so is hard to go against Jones. Woodley and Usman. I think this is going to be Tyrone Woodley's truest test. Think so? I do. Because of the wrestling background that okay. Usman has. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I don't think that he's fought in a guy that has the wrestling background. Um, Wonderboy, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson would always keep it, on the, keep it on his feet. They would stand and trade. Tyrone was, I think, pretty comfortable with that. So I think that this one could end up on the ground. I think Usman's going to give him a little bit of a little bit of a test, but I don't know that um, Usman has handled the caliber of a Tyrone Woodley ever. Uh, yeah, I don't think well, so. Well, yeah, he hasn't. He just simply hasn't. This is why he's getting the shot. I think what we're going to see from the next couple of fights from Tyron is they're going to be the last fights in welterweight, and they're going to be so dominant that when he moves up to middleweight, no one even, everybody's just like, that's fine, thanks. His teammate, Ben Askren, is coming into the welterweight picture. Right. He obviously doesn't want to fight with him. Right. So I think we're going to see him put, once I saw how he handled Till, I don't really know, because Till's probably the biggest welterweight they have. I don't know who else they're really going to throw at him, that he's not going to, if he dominated Till like that, knocked him down, choked his ass out. Mm-hmm. Like, dude. A big dude to do that too. I guess the only thing that I could see happening is it all stems from the Steven Thompson and um Anthony yeah. Pettis fight. Because if Pettis if Pettis knocked him off or, or like wins that fight somehow, then I could 
maybe see Tyrone given like a guy that is a former champ, you know, and belt holder, mm-hmm. a shot at, you know, he's just a dynamic fighter and it might be a, an interesting and fun fight to, to promote. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, I don't know. You, you bring up a great point. There's not a lot of guys left that you can throw at him before he decides, eh, maybe it's, or maybe he just says, I'm going to, I want to be a champ champ. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to go up to 185 and I'm going to fight it. And hold the winner the of Gaslam Adesanya. Or, yep. Until Ben Askren's ready to get a crack at it. And right. then he can relinquish. All right. So Robbie and Ben. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to look at that 18 and 0 record and say, man, kid hasn't been beaten. I don't know. But Robbie Lawler, in my opinion, has one of the toughest chins in MMA. The guy will just hang in there and just continue to push forward even after he's been blasted. We've seen a bloodied up Robbie Lawler go and win he fights. Gets crazy. He's a he's a mauler. Um Ben Askren has just been talking a lot of shit on Twitter, man. Yeah, he's, like, been he's just going after been, it. he's just mixing it up, and I think he had to do that because he's a newcomer to yeah, he's UFC, got and he's got to put his he's got to make you know I get his put a stamp on it. It's so tough though because it's an aging Robbie. Two years ago, I would have said no questions asked. Robbie Lawler knocks this kid out in the first two rounds. I think that it might be a situation where Robbie like grinds out a decision. Okay. Okay. I hope though that he finishes him in true Robbie Lawler fashion and just mauls the kid. And beats knocks the him. out of him. Knock. I want to hear Cody and Pedro. You know, I, lo- I think with everything that's been happening in Cody's weight class, probably going to have him fired up. Not that it wouldn't have Pedro Munoz fired up, but Cody's, I think, still sort of in that discussion of the Rafael Asensio. Marlon Rice, mm-hmm. TJ Dillashaw, who's going to get a, you know the next mm-hmm. shot? You could totally see Cody coming out and maybe just dropping Pedro in the first round, being like, I'm still here. Yeah, in making that statement, Pedro is quite a... There's a two-inch reach differential. A one-inch reach differential, I guess. Yeah. Cody's a little taller. A little younger, too. Yeah, a little younger. Might be a little more fresher or a little fresher. Yeah. So, all right. All right. It's a great card. March 2nd. I got Wiley Zhang, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. On the gout. You, you can have yeah. you can have Torres. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Standing corrected. Another new segment, right, Trev? Yeah. So, a this couple is- areas where we wanted to um, correct ourselves from the past podcast things we might have said that didn't make sense or weren't correct um, or things we just wanted to point out and let you know that we're going to try to be better at moving forward. Yep. Um, Corbin said he had something that he wanted to mention about comment about Australia and New Zealand MMA fans. Yeah. I thought somewhere I heard some fighter say, and it might be from New Zealand. It might not. I don't, I just basically, I don't know who said it and where they're from, but they were saying that they're they're having a hard time with their country to get into MMA, and so it uh, clearly wasn't Australia because that card in Melbourne was there was tons of fans and everybody right. was super jacked at all the open workouts. It was pretty loud too. Yeah, so I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> 
and yours, Trev. Yeah. So last episode, a couple of things I wanted to clear up. Obviously, I probably did it on this episode a little bit too, but I try to be better about saying some first names when talking about individuals, whether it be you know in the NBA, in college basketball, in MMA. I did it. Uh, I did a horrible job of calling MMA fighters by their last name only in the last podcast. So I apologize for that. I know that that can get really confusing, especially if you're just a casual fan, you're listening in, you're trying Mm -hmm. to learn a little bit more about the sport, how it could be very confusing if I'm calling someone by just their last name, by just their first name. Uh, So we'll do a better job of introducing them by their first and last name. And then if we refer to them, you know, moving forward, we'll hope that you're kind of following along enough to understand understand what's going on. Introduce them and then... You know, then it's on you to keep up a little bit, guys. That's right. All right. <clears throat> um. So, I think that was about it. I we don't we can save this for the next one. Yeah. Or 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 if you know we'll figure it one out. One thing that I think uh, we can preview going into okay this next podcast, um, seeing as that it'll probably be March by the right. time we record it. Right. Uh, March Madness will be underway, so we can you can look forward to talking to college basketball again. Yep. For that tweeter that tweeted uh, against David M. Grubb, about yeah, how DM the N- Grubb. about how the NBA is lame and college basketball is the most exciting thing in the world. You are correct; it is exciting. We will talk about that excitement, and we'll be experiencing that excitement at the same time. Yes. Uh, when we record this next podcast, so we'll definitely yes. talk college basketball. We'll also talk a little bit about the start of Major League Baseball and spring, okay. spring training. I'm wearing a Mariners sweatshirt right now, so I felt like it was the appropriate thing to do since we're talking about sports to do a little bit of a preview of what the Mariners might look like going into this next season. I know Cor- Corbin hates baseball <laughs> and that it, he feels like it's watching paint dry. Uh, or like no, that baseball is is like watching paint dry, and he might be right to some extent. It's not that. It's not that. It's but it is America's just... pastime, and I feel like it's our duty to review it. It is in some way, shape, or form. I will not shy away from it. And ever. maybe we'll talk a little bit about the minor leagues a little more and the grind that it takes to get to the majors. Have right. some sort of segment about that. Since yeah. we talked a little bit about minor league stuff on this podcast as well. It's more of the the optimistic Mariner fan yeah. trying to convince and, me to spend my time. And I'm 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 gonna be the first to say right now this is this isn't a a spiel that this is our year. I'm just gonna talk about what what is happened happening. in That's the great. off season, what it looks like moving forward, and, and give you some optimistic thoughts about what could happen. Um, only to really tell you that we're not going to be a playoff team again. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why we'll have if to. If someone wants to take me up on an argument on that, I would love to hear your argument as to why we'll make the playoffs. Yeah, we just won't record it or air it ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. We need to get a guest on here, too. We should. We should definitely have a guest on it. It would be a lot of, of fun. Maybe a diehard Mariners fan that only wants Dude. to talk about baseball. Would that just drive you up a wall? I, I would. Uh, maybe that would be an episode where I'm just not even here. Where you're just listening and saying, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. okay. I just take a nap. 
Nah, I'm joking. I want I want to get into all sports. I want part of the reason I started this sports segment is because I wanted more of my hobby. Episode two in the books. Episode we'll talk two. about some spring spring train for MLB next episode. We'll talk about some March Madness and probably some other stuff too. Probably some more fights. But we wanted to give you a premise for what you can look forward to. Yep. Yep. If you have any ideas, want to talk about something specific, anything yeah. related to sports. That's why Trev's here is because he's the man to talk to about this stuff. And it's at TSWTC on Twitter. I can tell you that. So, we, yeah, we, we, but we want you to reach out. Hit us up. Give us something. Give us a, a suggestion on a topic, and we'll go for it. We, if you want to talk about Premier League soccer, I will talk about Premier League soccer with you. Exactly. Hashtag, I'm currently winning my fantasy soccer league. Well done. It's it's not over yet though. There's there's still like quite a bit. There's still like two months of about two months of games left. Okay, so that's I'm at the top time. of the table though, as they call it. That's good. And I'm definitely gonna win some money. I'm you knocking on. That. I'm not. I know that. Yeah. There's no one that's gonna catch one and two. Okay. The only guy that can catch me is two. Okay. Everybody else. That's a good spot to be in. And I'm a knock on wood because I was in the same position around this time last year and I ended up in second place. <sighs> I've got to go win it this year, Corbs. <laughs> I think it's your year, man. I mean, you started off solid in our UFC Fantasy League, right? Yeah. I was going to mention that earlier, too. What's up with your bogus first card? Oh, yeah. You didn't get any points, man. I got horrible points horrible point and trev is saying that because last year last year i you won. started at the very bottom and and now you're here and now i'm here and th yeah and that's that's just and then you went and do. then you win like won the league right yeah so i think if you're gonna score horrible it should be the first card is it year. weird that the commissioner of the league aka altered how points are associated with each category and went and just dropped a 60 pointer on all of us and is you know in first place right after the first card uh, you know i think it's a little funny i there's probably some investigation that needs to be done <laughs> and we're kidding <laughs> he does so much work on that spreadsheet i know dude to get our hats scoring. off to him we yeah. should actually pay him more I tried to get an overhead fee involved, right. and but he doesn't. He doesn't. He wants to do it out of the goodness of his heart. So that's know, awesome. Good for him, and and we we get the benefit of that. It's the super our fan our UFC fantasy league. This is the third year. There's almost twenty of us again. It's so much fun. It's awesome. Obvious group input from the the whole league. It's the kind of vote on things. Yeah. But they've been dialing away the scoring. It's starting to get real, real set up. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just it's going to be a lot of fun over yeah. the years. It absolutely is. And I and I had a horrible first card. I picked terribly, but that's what happened last year. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. And also, you know, when you've won twice in a row and the yeah. league's only been around <laughs> two years, it's kind of like maybe it's it's else. a nice feeling. Yeah. Maybe it's time to hand the baton off yeah. to somebody else. Yeah, no. Hopefully not. But. I want somebody else to have fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, as long as you place in the top five, right? 
definitely want to get a cut this. <laughs> definitely, definitely <laughs> cutting that because we aren't. Our fantasy, our UFC fantasy league is amazingly fun. It is. Thanks for all the work you do. Anything else before we cut this off? No, nah, man. Next, Appreciate everyone weeks. listening in. It was a fun second episode. Hopefully, it's going to be a learning experience for the both of us. Absolutely. We'll get better as we go. More reps. Any uh, feedback, critique, constructive criticism, fired it our way. Yep. And go vote for go Amalgam vote. on the yeah, for the Amalgam podcast on the My Roadcast. There's links in the bio on Instagram, and uh, also you should probably go vote on our governmental yeah. elections. Vote. You should vote. Vote. In, vote in general. Vote in general. So, all right, that's it. Episode two. Episode folks. two. Thanks, Thanks two to Tango. Thanks for being with us.